brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Good morning. Monroe County Schools is gearing up for its annual employment fair, and this year it's going to be bigger than ever. We begin with Monroe County School Superintendent, Dr. Mike Hickman, with more on what to expect at this year's big event. All right, Dr. Hickman, thank you for joining us again this morning. We have a pretty exciting event coming up in just a few days. We're hoping you'll tell us a little bit more about the upcoming job fair for Monroe County Schools. Absolutely, Ms. Buckendale. Uh, we have our recruitment fair is scheduled for February 4th, which is a Saturday, uh, from 10 to 12, and it will be held in the lobby of our Fine Arts Center. Uh, this particular uh, recruitment fair will be a little bit different than our normal teacher recruitment fairs in the fact that we're opening it up to all positions in Monroe County Schools. So that means we will be having tables set up for school nutrition, substitute teachers, paraprofessionals, teachers. Uh, so any job that we actually host in the school system, we should be able to uh, have folks there to talk with different people who want jobs in Monroe County Schools about those positions, how to apply, and next steps for employment. And uh, we're really excited. Uh, we've been through a couple of years where we've had a lot of demand in a lot of areas um, in our school system. And we're just glad to be able to all be under one roof and uh, have all of our departments and our schools present to talk to prospective candidates uh, that will be visiting about the jobs and opportunities in Monroe County Schools. All right, now recently niche.com ranked our teachers as eighth in Georgia. So what advice would you have for somebody wanting to join this incredible staff of the high-ranking teachers and other positions in the district? That's a, a good question. Uh, I think for a long time in middle Georgia, Monroe County is seen as uh, one of the top performing school districts in the area and as well in the state. Uh, back before COVID, uh, we were actually ranked in the top 10 in test performance in the state and uh, we're still in the top 20 uh, as it relates to those performance scores. But I think what brings people to Monroe County is the tight-knit culture that we have in the school system. Uh, we're not so large that everybody kind of knows everybody. Uh, we know uh, we only have uh, five schools. We do have our MCAC program. And so we're still small enough that people know each other, a uh, small town feel where you can um, People, if you go to church, you know those people that, uh, at, that work with you on the job. So we can provide that small town environment for families uh, and for teachers uh, and paraprofessionals that want to work in the school system. I would say uh, we're competitive with pay and benefits. Uh, we're always working to increase benefits for all positions. So uh, we always look around us at different counties throughout the state uh, we look at things like pay, uh, what type, uh, like we do have some benefits that we provide matching um, 401k uh, benefits for some of our classified staff. Uh, we're always looking for the next best thing to help recruit and retain the, the best folks in the state. And when I say best folks, that we look at every department as being very important. So whether you're a teacher in the classroom with the kids, whether you're a bus driver, where you are a school nutrition worker, 
we feel like every important every job is valued and they provide a lot to the overall performance of the district so we're always looking at being competitive and we want the, uh, the people that work here to be proud to work here, that they be compensated well, and they be happy in their work. Now, nationwide, we've seen a trend where schools are having a hard time hanging on to folks since COVID or even people coming into the teaching profession at this point. Is that something we're seeing here? We are seeing that. I, you know, this is my 30th year in education. Uh, and I started my uh, started off my career as a teacher at the high school, and I think over time it's evolved. I think people are more mobile now than ever before. Um, when I say mobile, uh, they can. When I when I uh, started work at Mary Persons, my my goal was to work in the school system. I wanted. I, I lived here, kind of grew up here. I wanted my family to be here. Uh, and I was committed probably to this area, to this school system. But I think now, because of the mobility and different opportunities available to, to uh, folks that are getting into the education world, uh, there are just so many different opportunities and compensation packages and benefits all around the state and all over the United States. They're more apt not to stay for as long. now. A larger problem uh, has been happening lately when you saw the study that came out that four out of every 10 teachers that were entering the profession were leaving within like five years. Wow. Now that that is really concerning. And so uh, obviously we have been doing some work on what are some things we can do to help retain teachers in Monroe County. The Department of Education in the state of Georgia did a study and has provided school systems with uh, best practices and information from teachers themselves on how to retain teachers uh, in the teaching profession. So we've taken some of those uh, ideas and put them into our uh, recruiting and retaining teachers plan and we hope we'll see some benefits from that. But yes, it is a problem. Uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, folks that are going to school a lot of times for a four-year degree a master's degree, a specialist degree, and even a doctorate degree. And a lot of times we're finding it hard to be competitive with pay and benefits in education as opposed to other fields and jobs and, and careers. We're working hard on those um, areas, but until we can probably be closer and more comparable or more comparable to what we're uh, competing against, I think we're going to still uh, see some folks leaving the field. So we're working hard to get really good people that are energetic and love kids to work in the school system and then also working on a retaining uh, retainment plan that keeps them into our school district for their career because in my mind we, we, we invest a lot in our employees and you say, well, what, what do you mean by that? It's more than just pay. We spend a lot of time and energy and money on training our people and uh, we have professional learning plans and improvement plans for every employee so we spend a lot of our resources to make sure that our people are getting better every day and in order to do that you have to spend money to do that so when we say we invest in our people we trying to not only is it compensation but it's growing you know as our mission says we learn grow and succeed we try to do that on a daily basis. We ask our kids to do that, but first, I think, as employees, 
we have to show the kids the way and that's one way we do that but uh, we're excited to host our job fair coming up on Saturday February 4th from 10 to 12 in the Fine Arts Center we invite everybody to come out if you're interested in work uh, of any of the jobs that we have in the school district uh, if you aren't able to make it on Saturday you surely can contact us at central office uh, you can email us and uh, we'll be glad to answer any questions that you might have regarding opportunities that are available in the Monroe County School System. Okay, and one final question before we wrap it up. What advice would you have for somebody walking in the door fresh out of school to our job fair hoping to land that position? Well, I think I always uh, tell people to be prepared to talk about what your strengths are, uh, what you can bring to the school district. Um, I would always probably bring, even though we're not doing formal interviews, uh, obviously we can set one up for later, but I would always bring a job resume, uh, an, a letter of interest, if I was a teacher, a paraprofessional, or even uh, of any of the other jobs that um, we'll be uh, interviewing or uh, meeting people for on Saturday. But just come in and uh, make sure that you visit all the opportunities. So don't, I would say to a new teacher or parapro, don't try to narrow yourself down to one particular school or department because sometimes there might not be jobs available right now in that area. Be very flexible when you're looking for jobs. And then once you uh, have those uh, opportunities in front of you, then you can make a rational decision on exactly where you want to work. But I would come in and make sure I had, you wanna sell yourself and make sure that you show where you went to school, strengths, what areas you teach, uh, things that you're certified in. And I think that will be the most beneficial for those people that will be visiting us uh, on February 4th. All right, thank you so much, Dr. Hickman. Yes, ma'am. Now that Dr. Hickman has given us an overview of our employment fair, we now go to Assistant Superintendent for Personnel and Operations, Dr. Jim Finch, for more specifics about the positions available. All right, Dr. Finch, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Now, we just finished speaking with Dr. Hickman, who was telling us about this exciting job fair we come, got coming up. And since you are the Assistant Superintendent for Personnel and Operations, I thought you might be the man to tell us a little more about who we're looking for. So what kind of positions are we hiring for at this event? Um, well, you know, we're having a comprehensive job fair. Um, so we're, we're looking for all positions. In fact, we have perpetual uh, positions that are open in school nutrition, um, bus drivers, um, school building custodians, those stay posted all year. But this is the time of the year where we start getting uh, specific instructional personnel that are the positions that are coming open. Most of ours are in special education right now. And so that's uh, either access special education or it's in the general curriculum for special education. Uh, but we have some other instructional positions that are open as well. Um, we have a social studies position open at, at Mary Persons High School. Uh, and we have a, a K-5 teacher position that's open at uh, KB Sutton right now. And then uh, we anticipate some other openings that are coming uh, available pretty soon as well. Okay, now when you're hiring, have you found that there are some positions that are just harder to fill than others? Well, it's uh, it's good that you asked that. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, areas that are more critical um, or harder to find than, than others. Uh, those being access special education, like I've already spoken about. Um, the others are in math, foreign language, um, and science. And so uh, we actually have signing bonuses for those critical areas and it is a $3,000 signing bonus that is paid out $1,000 a year. 
for the first three years of the uh, teacher's employment here in Monroe County Schools. That's fantastic. Now, what other kind of benefits can employees take advantage of? Um, well, um, you know, obviously a lot of the benefits that, um, that are seen in, in many districts, those being uh, state health, uh, you know, dental, vision, life insurance, other things like that. Uh, one item that we are really leveraging with uh, new employees is our uh, 403B and 457B uh, retirement plans uh, that we do with uh, CoreBridge Financial. And so uh, uh, employees are uh, automatically enrolled into that plan and they are able to contribute up to 3% for that, for some non-TRS positions, it's actually matched uh, plans. So uh, based on the percentage that an employee may uh, submit or agree to, uh, the county will actually match up to that. And that's for non-TRS employees. Uh, for TRS employees, there's not a matching uh, program now, but we, we plan on adding that, future, that feature in the future. That's exciting. Now, you, you've been with this district for a little while now, and you've actually worked in other districts too. So, what is it about Monroe County that makes this district so special? Wow. Um, you know, I came here 16 years ago, and uh, I'm no different than anyone else that moved to Monroe County. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you the reason that they want to move here is because of the strong public school system. And, uh, you know, the large majority of our population here in Georgia, they really believe and, and trust uh, public schools. You know, uh, about 92 or 93 percent of all the stu students in Georgia attend public schools. And so whenever you have a community like ours that has a strong public school system, uh, you know, our, our industry can leverage that, um, our real estate market can leverage that. Um, you know, and it's coupled with, um, you know, great, fine community rural living. Um, low property taxes and so um, you know low crime and so when when uh, when we try to attract people into this district we leverage those that type of data to try to get them to come here and you know I have my own personal testimony that when, when we moved here with our family uh, we moved here to one work in the school system obviously but two, have our our children benefit from from coming through this school system as well well, I admit to you that we also moved here because of the school district and we've been so thrilled ever since then. Now, for people that have just finished school and they're coming to our job fair for the first time, what advice would you have for them? Well, I would say, you know, have all of your documents ready, uh, whether that's a letter of interest, uh, your resume, um, you know, have an idea of uh, what, what area that you're most interested, what grade level you're most interested. Uh, what's the certification route if you don't already have certification? Uh, so those are things that you're going to want to, um, you know, do a little bit of homework on before you come here because those are the questions that, you know, our personnel here are going to be asking. So when you present yourself, uh, they're going to ask, you know, what grade level are you um, interested in or what grade level are you certified to teach or what subject area are you certified to teach in? Uh, and if you don't have those credentials, it's fine because uh, we have a lot of employees that work for us now that came here with no credentials and, and no certification, but they had a desire to, to work with children uh, at various grade levels, and we were able to get them the, uh, the, uh, the, the certification that they need in order to, to teach and have a license in Georgia. So those are some things, though, that need to be premeditated before, um, before you, you, you come and, and work in our school system. Uh, and if there are any other questions, you don't have to have them all answered before you come to the job fair. 
come to the job fair and we'll get them answered for you. All right now, if we have any positions posted on our website, should people apply before they come to the job fair or wait till after? Well, if the position is already open, they can apply. In fact, we would much rather them go ahead and apply if they're coming to the job fair. Uh, because the first question that I would always ask, either as a, as, a, as a personnel assistant superintendent or as a building level principal is, you know, have you applied for the job yet? And they'll say, yes, my, my uh, application is already in. I wanted to be able to put a name with a face. And then you can ask some other follow-up questions there. Uh, if they haven't already applied, that's okay. Uh, and we will route you uh, to, to the portals and where you need to, to apply. Uh, all of our certificated jobs, and that would be anything that involves an instruction or leadership, they have to apply in two portals. So that would be on our AppleTrack portal and also at teachgeorgia.org. And for classified positions, which are mostly support positions, uh, they, they only have to apply on AppleTrack. So for certificated personnel, because of the licensure, uh, they have to apply in two portals. Uh, but um, you know, for classified positions that don't require a license uh, or, or certification, uh, they apply on our website at AppleTrack. All right, guys, well, you heard it here. Go ahead and go to our website. That's monroe.k12.ga.us. Look for employment right in the middle of the home page. You'll see what jobs are open right now, and you can go ahead and get that application put in before our job fair on the 4th. Dr. Finch, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning, and we're looking forward to a great event. Yes, we are. Can't wait to see everyone February 4th. Thank you, Dr. Finch. Again, the job fair is Saturday, February 4th at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. It runs from 10 a.m. to noon. We hope to see you there. Another great event at the Fine Arts Center this week is the kickoff production for our spring season of musicals. Our Hubbard Elementary students will take you from the edge of the water to where the light from the sky meets the sea in their amazing production of Moana Jr. I spoke with music teacher Emily Rusgrove, as well as the talented McKenna Moore and Elijah Hoover to get the details about the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am here with Ms. Rusgrove and Elijah Hoover and McKenna Moore, and we are here to talk all about Moana that you guys can go see this week at the Fine Arts Center. Yeah. So we're going to start with Ms. Rusgrove. How did you decide to do Moana? Um, well, I... I tell you what, it, it's always been one of my favorites, and um, when my kids were little, I would watch it with them, and uh, it's it's a great story, and I knew that this year I had the cast that could pull it off, and they are doing wonderfully. Well, I have already heard fantastic things from Miss Stevens, and I got to ask you, I've heard a rumor that you have a super cool boat that's going to be on stage. Can you tell us about it a little bit? Yeah, so the canoe, um, it, it came, uh, one of our grandparents of one of the cast members made it for us, and I actually did not even see it until um, last week when we moved into the Fine Arts Center for rehearsals, and it looks amazing. It looks just like from the movie with the little side piece and everything, and Miss Salmon, our art teacher, is painting the tribal markings on the sail, so it's going to look great. I hear the sail's even a working sail. Is that true? It is, and Maui and Moana know all about working that sail. All right, well, let's start with Moana here. McKenna, how does it feel to get to play such a cool character on stage? It feels really fun because, well, I haven't had this many lines before because this is my own, this is only my second play, 
and that makes me feel really good about myself because since it's only my second play and I got the lead role or one of the lead roles, it's, yeah, it's really fun. So I'm gonna share something with you that should make you feel even better about yourself. And Ms. Stevens at the Fine Arts Center is a really good friend of mine. And she came to me Tuesday and she's like, girl, you have got to hear Moana sing. She said, I was in my office and I heard her hit those end notes on I am Moana and I jumped up and I had to run out and give her a big round of applause because she can sing. So congratulations, I can't wait to see you on stage. Thank you. Now Surely what about you, my friend. friend Maui? How is your role coming? Because it's a big role. Yes, it's, it's good. It's really fun doing, um, singing the songs and other things. And it's, it's hard work, but it's fun. Yeah, so one of my favorite songs from the movie comes from you. Are you gonna be singing your welcome for us on stage? Yes, ma'am. Are you gonna nail it? Yes, ma'am. I know you yeah, are. Does. <laughs> it is gonna be so good. I can't wait to come see you guys perform and maybe take some pictures, but more, we want the community come and watch it. So, Ms. Rusgrove, can you give us some details about when, where, how much? All right, well, there are two opportunities to watch Moana, and that is this Thursday, February 2nd, and this Friday, February 3rd. Both shows start at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Monroe County Fine Arts Center. Okay, and is there a charge? Yes, there is $5 for um, school-aged children and up, and um, that's cash or check only okay. at the doors. No advance tickets are being sold. Um, but we'll have plenty of room for everybody to come see it. Now, why should everybody come see it? It is going to be amazing. These kids are, are just amazing. They, they are going to wow you with just how good they are. Well, I can't wait. Is there anything else either one of you want to tell people about why they should come see it? Is it fun? Is it going to be good? Is it exciting? What do you think? Yes. All right, well, I am so proud of you guys for doing this. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see it. And again, we want to remind everybody, Thursday and Friday at the Fine Arts Center, cash or check only, $5. We can't wait to see you there. Yes, thank you. Sarah Alford hit the ground running as the new principal of the Achievement Center. She spent her first few months on the job getting to know the students while also planning for the return of one of Forsyth's favorite events. Let's find out more. Good morning, Ms. Alford. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, it's been a little bit since we talked before. You had just started the position here at the Achievement Center. Yes. How's it been going? Everything is going so well. We are doing some amazing things here at the Monroe County Achievement Center. So I'm excited about the rest of this year. I think it's going to end just as well as it started. Have you found the students and staff to be accepting and getting used to Absolutely. Them? Everyone has been so welcoming, and there are some wonderful kids and teachers and staff members here, so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, I know I've said it before, but it really is a great program that yes, you have here. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what all you do with these kids. Yes. But there's something else you've done as well. You are bringing back what we'll call a fan favorite in Forsyth. You yes. want to tell us what's going oh, on? Oh, we are so excited to bring back the sixth annual Fit to Achieve 5K. Uh, I have sat as a participant in the first five 5Ks. It's something that I've always supported. Uh, it is a wonderful, as you mentioned, a fan favorite. Note, I said that I've always 
participated. I really don't run that often, but I have walked and kind of did a little jog slash walk. Uh, but it's something that I look forward to. It's something that our community rallies behind. And so we're, we're excited to bring it back. So. Right. so before we get into the details, yes, it is okay to walk for people like me that don't run? Absolutely. As long as you participate, you are good to go. So, Excellent. Yes. Well, let's tell people about it. When is it? So this will be uh, Saturday, March 25th. Uh, starting at 8 a.m., but the sooner you register, the better. And you've got an early bird discount going on right now, We right? do, yes. Uh, it's $25 for early bird participation and 30 if you wait after um, our early bird period is over, which is March 10th, I believe. Yes, very good. Yes. Now, what made you want to bring it back? Well, it's just time. Again, it, it is a community-wide initiative. Our kids really get behind it because it's a service learning project for us. So they are heavily involved in it. They will be from start to finish. Uh, so are our teachers. So it's just really something that we look forward to every year. And it'll be a, a big community-wide success, we hope. Now, you just announced it a couple of weeks ago. Yes. How is participation looking at the moment? Uh, things are going very, very well. I just I took a look at our most recent numbers and we are sitting at about 53 registered participants right now. Our goal is to have about 150. The last 5K, the fifth annual Fit to Achieve, we had about 138. So we're just trying to do a little bit better uh, each time. And so 150 is our goal. Our fundraising goal, you know, we would love to walk away uh, with either a $3,000 profit that's a, a low-end goal. You know, our race directors and organizers have even challenged that. And, and so we're really shooting for 5000 So, what, what will the funds go towards? Everything that we need here at Monroe County Achievement Center. Uh, we like to support kids. We, we like to put things in place for them. So really, truthfully, the money will be used to support our kids here. Um, as far as incentives are concerned, as far as trips, as far as things that they need, that's why we're using, that's what we plan to, to do with these funds. All right, guys, I just heard a challenge. Let's see what we can do to raise those funds for yes. the Achievement Center and all the wonderful things they do. Yes. Now, you do have online registration going on, yes? Through racerpal.com, yes. Uh, there's a QR code. We've got a flyer going around. There's a QR code uh, that you could use really easily bring up RacerPal. Uh, but we're really excited about it. Uh, and, and again, the more the merrier. We do have in-person sign-up here at the Achievement Center for, for those people who are not necessarily tech savvy who like to just fill it out the old-fashioned way. We can do that as well. Okay. And we also have sponsors sponsorship opportunities. So uh, we have a gold level sponsorship and those are our $500 sponsor sponsors. We have a silver level and that's a $250 sponsorship. And then we have a bronze, which is $100. But with each level of sponsorship, we do uh, advertisement through social media. Um, your company or business will d be displayed on the back of our race shirt as well. And it also includes complimentary race entries. Well, right. And can private citizens sponsor? Absolutely. We've had some of that as well. So uh, right now we've got about 13 sponsors who are on board. And, you know, we want to walk away with three to $5,000 as our profit margin. However, there are costs that are associated with, with putting on this 5K. And so we have to uh, get sponsorship to help us uh, with some of the costs. Well, as someone who has planned for Scythia 5K in yes. the past, i got to tell you, 
more than 50 registered participants and 13 sponsors two yes. months early yes fantastic That's but awesome. i think our community can do even better than that so yes. let's get those checks in here y'all sign That's up great. for the race sign up to be sponsors and one right. last question yes is it the same course that we've seen in the past it is it is a loop race and so we will start and end at the monroe county achievement center and it's going to be fun packed uh, we will have fun warming up you know we've got dj we, we've got lots of fun things planned for this 5k that's exciting so all right my friends you heard it it's going to be march 25th 8 a.m start time you can register online at racerpal.com look for flyers in our weekly newsletters like yes. monroe messages you'll find them on the website you'll even see them on social media so get signed up and get out there and get yes. fit to achieve before we go i have a few reminders for you this morning the Monroe County Middle School Valentine's Dance is right around the corner. Students will dance the night away while enjoying an all-you-can-eat dinner plus pizza, cupcakes, and more. DJ Matt Pippen will keep the party hopping while spinning everyone's favorite tunes. Due to the large population at the middle school, the dance will be held on two separate nights. The 6th grade Valentine's Dance will be Thursday, February 9th at 6 p.m. and the 7th and 8th grade Valentine's Dance will be Friday, February 10th at 6 p.m. Tickets are $20 and can be purchased now at Monroe County Middle School. Visit the MCMS website for more information. The annual Father-Daughter Dance is also on Friday, February 10th. It will be held at Hubbard Elementary. Tickets are on sale now at all three elementary schools for just $10 a person. Please note, there is a limited number of tickets available this year and the dance is restricted to elementary-aged students. District STEAM Night takes place Monday, February 13th at the Fine Arts Center. This free event is open to students of all ages and will feature a high-energy performance by Michael Green, The Science Machine. Doors open at 5.30 and the show starts at 6. And finally, pre-kindergarten registration will take place later this year. We'll begin scheduling appointments in mid-April and we'll release plenty of information about the process in the weeks leading up to the event. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.